Your Money Replay from Money FM 89.3. Money and Me on Your Money, only on Money FM 89.3. for money and me today we focus on how to protect your money when it comes to investments specifically we're talking about scams you may have received these wechat facebook messages from people pretending to be stockbrokers or maybe a bank or a financial company or an employee of a well-known financial company did you know that responding to these messages leaves you vulnerable to scams, fraudsters often ask for personal details like IC, passport numbers. Supposedly, as part of an investment form they're filling out for you, often they ask you to transfer money to banks in Hong Kong or China. I've been receiving calls from people claiming to be from, you know, Hong Kong, an overseas center, asking for deposits before profits can be released to them. And I thought we need to do a show like this. Today, I'm sitting across Royston Young. He's an author from The Motley Fool. Royston, good morning. Hi, good morning. Great to have you here with us. Thank you. So many people out there fall prey to investment scams. I wonder if we could just start with some real-life scams. Okay, yeah, sure. I mean, the one that I was reading about for many years was the Sunshine Empire scam. Mm. Uh, I think it started in about 2006. Tell me about that. These guys actually set up an office in Topayo. They had a very plush-looking office. They wore expensive-looking suits, Mont Blanc pants and all that. Mm. So they were just trying to lure people to invest in their schemes, which was actually a big Ponzi scheme. So a Ponzi scheme is a kind of scheme where you draw money in, but you don't actually invest the money. You actually use the new investor's money in order to pay out the older investors. So eventually the whole scheme will collapse because once you run out of people to swindle, that's when the whole scheme just collapses like a house of cards. So many people were implicated in that one, right? Yeah, Sunshine. That's right. Yep. What were they promising to sell again? They claim that they are just going out there to buy companies, you know, uh, invest in maybe some assets in other countries, but there was never any proof that they were actually investing the money. Even, I mean, that time the boss, James Pang, mentioned that he went out buying companies like you buy tofu. That's what he was quoted as saying. So it seems like, you know, you're just going out shopping uh, at the market. Yeah, and yeah. it turns out they weren't buying tofu, they were buying air. Yeah, that's right. Pretty much, $189 million worth of nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, really interesting. So, And that was fairly recent, the Sunshine Empire scam. I think mm-hmm. it was discovered last year, if I'm not wrong, right? It started about 10 years 10 back. 10 years ago, but yeah, discovered. But discovered maybe about a couple of years back and the guy was sentenced like a few years ago to prison. Jackie, who? Uh, James Jack, Pang. Jack Pang, yeah. James it. Pang, sorry. Yeah. It started as an MLM company. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm. Besides that, are there any other examples that come to mind? There are a few that I can think of that uh, were more recent. In fact, there's one that's called like Sherwin for you. I was reading about it. So apparently, uh, they're telling people that they can get basically very expert gamblers to go to the casinos and that they'll surely win at the casinos and then they'll grow your money for you and give you the winnings. So it's more like trying to spindle you to believe that there are people who can always win at the casinos. I actually sure win for you, yeah, right? It's yes. Literally show, it's a Malaysian scam, if I'm not wrong. Right, with a four in the title. Yeah, that's right. And lots of Chinese nationals lost money in that as well. Mm. Uh, apparently, people invested something like $50 million. It was set up by a Malaysian company. Mm-hmm. And I actually had a personal friend who was caught up in that too. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, really. That's yeah. why we need to do shows like this. So how rampant are investment scams in your opinion in this day and age? Mm, I think they're becoming more and more rampant mainly because um, there's low barriers to entry. These days you have the internet, you have social media. It's very easy to propagate a scam just by saying, look, 
uh, the returns are astronomical. It's very easy money, you know. And then they just suck people in and then the news just spreads very easily through friends, through WhatsApp, through Facebook. It's easier and of course people these days are becoming more materialistic as well. So there's a lot of greed. Like you see, you know, maybe your friend having uh, a condominium or a very nice car and you think, I can aspire to have that. And then after that, you get sucked in because of that greed. Yeah, and as long as it's easy, there are low barriers to entry mm. to get started in these scams and what they're promising seems to be incredible payouts, mm-hmm. that alone should be warning signs. But mm-hmm. as you say, as long as there's greed, mm-hmm. people are going to get stuck in it. Yeah. So, Royston, you're the expert from The Motley Fool. Can you walk us through some common types of investment scams? Okay, well, um, the ones that I've seen over the years... Some of them are common assets like maybe gold. So at a time when gold was very popular, um, they have firms actually coming up with gold buyback schemes where they'll actually sell you the gold and then after that they'll buy it back from you at a certain premium. So that's one way of scamming you because you can't really guarantee what the price of gold will be at a future date. It's a commodity that's traded. But they promise you that they're going to buy it back. Yeah, at a certain premium. So then the problem is how are they going to guarantee that you're going to get a specific gain when they can't even control the price of the commodity. Good point. Yeah, and then um, there are others that I've seen like profitable plots. I think they were doing UK land banking as well. They're saying that certain tracts of land will undergo planning permission and then after that you can make a lot of money if you invest early. But uh, I think it was a scam in that there was never anything such thing going on. Uh, so they just took the money and I don't know what they did with it. So I mean, there are certain asset classes like that where people may seem familiar with them. Like for example, gold or land. But Safe then, Yeah, but then the thing is that um, the people behind these schemes, they're actually taking the money and who knows what they're doing with it and trying to guarantee returns which are not possible, I feel. Mm, yeah. Don't invest in something you don't understand, mm. right? Bottom line. That's right. I don't know about you, Royston. I've been receiving lots of calls from people from China and mm-hmm. Hong Kong mm-hmm. and it's just all really suspicious, the questions they ask me. What about you? Have you been receiving mm, yes. calls? I've got a few of these calls where, you know, they might say something like, you know, something's very attractive to invest in, but normally, I don't let them continue I just hang up yeah, yeah me too me too the thing is I'm trying to be polite and so mm-hmm. you know in, in the course of being polite I end up saying a lot more and then I worry that I'm giving oh, them a voice okay. sample in this day and age where everything can be activated by your mm-hmm. voice right. uh, I was just at scamalert.sg mm-hmm. and there are wonderful stories there of real people and the investment scams that they've come across for example uh, there's a story of someone saying they received an unsolicited call from a handphone number asking if they would be interested in trading on a platform that guarantees guarantees earnings via an international broker using an online mathematical algorithm. And so people are lured, I suppose, with the, the promise of a steady flow mm-hmm. of income. You, do you have other stories yeah, of um, recent scams? There's actually one uh, regarding uh, agarwood trees. I think that was in 2016. So this is a kind of tree where it's grown for uh, its agarwood oil, which you can use in perfumes and spas. So apparently there were many investors who were swindled, maybe like $5,000 to $60,000 each. And uh, they poured their money in, but uh, nothing ever came out of it. Yeah, this was the Aquilaria tree scheme. Mm. It has since folded, of course, some 70 investors, including Singaporeans affected. As you say, they gave up sums between $5,000 and $60,000. Mm-hmm. What they had to do was uh, pay about $230 per sapling. Mm-hmm. And in return, they were promised returns of 3 
to seven times yep. when the saplings are so-called matured mm. in up to seven years. What cause for recourse is there for people who lose their money in these scams? Mm, unfortunately, not much room for recourse because um, all these firms are actually not regulated by the Monetary Authority of Singapore. So in the end, um, well, you can actually try to sue or go to the police, but they can't really help you to recover the money. Uh, plus, many of these schemes, the perpetrators may be from overseas as well. So it's really very difficult to trace who's even behind the scheme. Well, that's tough to hear, I'm mm-hmm. sure, if people have lost $60,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good place to start would be scamalert.sg. Great website, filled with real live stories, and you can contribute some yourself. And of course, keep it tuned to Money and Me, public information we give out every day at about 10.10. So how serious can the consequences of falling for an investment scam be, Royston? Mm, I believe that mainly it's, uh, you lose a lot of money. But then the problem is sometimes uh, the investors will rope in families and friends as well because they think it's such a great deal. And then in the end, you have broken relationships as well. Like for Sunshine Empire's case, a lot of them felt it was such a great scheme that they got their friends, their parents or their siblings to invest as well. And all of them lost money at the same time. So in the end, you get a lot of people who are very angry with the original person because they feel that, hey, why do you, if you knew this was a scam, why do you drag me in as well? Yeah. But the problem is nobody knew. So not just individual Mm. lives. And really that person brings in their family out of the Mm. hope that they'll all grow together in wealth as a family. Mm -hmm. And then the opposite happens. Just Mm -hmm. dreadful. What are some of the major red flags that someone is looking squarely at an investment scam? Mm, Okay, for red flags wise, some of these will be pretty obvious, which is a very high returns promise. So you're looking at something like maybe 50 to 100% per year kind of returns which is really very impossible to get. Even Warren Buffett, he's the best investor in the world. He probably does like 20-22% for the last 30 years. So um, that's the, the first kind of red flag that you look for is very high returns. And then the next thing would be guarantees. So for example, if they guarantee you a certain return, I don't think anybody can do that in this day and age. And then low initial sums also to attract the person because then if you tell them it's 500000 nobody will invest, right? So you tell them it's $5,000, people feel that, oh, okay, I can afford that. But then slowly they suck you in into putting more and more money in until it becomes a very large sum. Right. Well, thank you so much, Royson. Any final words for people on how they can protect themselves from falling for these scams? Yeah, I think uh, the first thing that everyone should be is uh, sceptical. So uh, before you even listen to somebody, you should already be a bit sceptical and doubtful because that's the way to protect yourself. It's not like you're not trusting the person, but you at least have to question. And uh, the second thing is not to be too greedy because um, I know it's very difficult to control your greed sometimes. But then the thing is, if you're too greedy, you tend to fall for these more easily. If you want a reasonable rate of return, I think everyone is able to get that through prudent investments. But then if you're greedy, you tend to fall prey to all these scams more easily. Wonderful advice. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much. Royston Young, he'll be back next Monday. Uh, next Monday, we're talking about value investing here, eh, Royston. Mm-hmm. Have yep, you been a value right. investor all your life? I would say from about 2006 onwards. Ah, okay. So, yeah. so there was a shift? Uh, yes, there was a shift from... Uh, originally, I was uh, like a headless chicken running around. That's how I would describe <laughs> it. I didn't know what to do. You know. Uh, then after that, I read The Intelligent Investor by Benjamin Graham. Oh. And that changed my life, I would say. Oh my yeah. goodness. I love that. I'm going to check yeah. that book out. <laughs> there are only a few classics, I think, when it comes to investing. Yep. There's Rich That's Dad, right. Poor Dad, mm-hmm. Intelligent Investor. Mm-hmm. And uh, and there's also like Peter Lynch, you know, I think oh, One Up on Wall Street. Yes. That's one of the classics as well. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah we can talk books too. Royston yeah. Young. 
Young from Motley Fool. He's an author. He'll be back with me next Monday. Value investing tips coming your way. I'm Michelle Martin. You've been listening to Money and Me here on Money FM. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.